1: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. The first time we've used the webcams and we're trying to make the video with our faces in it, requested in the uh, awards show because people wanted to see Benji shock at my hot takes. Some of them I regret now in hindsight after hearing your reasoned comments, everybody, in the YouTube comments particularly about my insanity. Some, Some of them I actually think I'm justified. But today we're here to talk about Mark Cavendish signing for Quick Step. is the man in the ground on the ground in Belgium. So I assume you got told several weeks ago, like how big how big Benji are Quick Step in like the public discourse in Belgium? Like are they really popular? Maybe the same way. I feel like Jumbo are really, really popular in the Netherlands. Bora, the German fans really get behind um, Bora Hansgrohe. I presume is that the same with De Koenig?
2: I guess so. We've got basically the best Belgian team out there. lotto Sudel is a thing. I think lotto Sudel has the more real Belgian feeling to it because it's like more Belgians. <laughs> it's quite an obvious explanation. But regarding the Koenig, it's a very international team now, but I do feel like the Belgian aspect to it plays a role. And definitely with the likes of in the pool now hitting the, the high notes and just Belgians coming to the fore throughout it, That obviously improves their reputation. But yeah, you know, I think that the Koenig in general is just a team that that brings people together in Belgium as well. But there's also a healthy tone of people that dislike the Koenig in the sense that they're in the news so much that it becomes annoying sometimes for a lot of people. We had that with Tom Bonin in the past where Tom Bonin came in the news so much that everybody you spoke to was like, oh, he's in the news already, but he's not making results in the years where he wasn't. And as a consequence it's yeah, it's not overly great for their reputation. But yeah, in general I do have a feeling that in Belgium the uh the feeling towards the Koenig is great. The feeling towards Patrick Lefebvre, meh, I've got the feeling that a lot of people don't really like Patrick Lefebvre, mainly due to his uh imminent angry reactions, but despite that it's all it's all pretty fine here.
1: Yeah, and I even found like with the Renco stuff. I was beating the Remco drum. It's what a lot of people, I guess, initially found me from all the Remco hype videos I, I made. And there are a lot <laughs> yeah. of Belgian people who would be say, oh, he's not that good, he's not all that, wait for the results. Eddie Merckx is always getting in the press, et cetera. So I feel like, yeah, you're right, there is a healthy maybe. That's why I ask because I sense that as well, a healthy skepticism or not like true ardent passion, whereas like, the Portuguese fans just are insane with their support of <laughs> Al et cetera. Go check out the Flamme Rouge, what they've had to do with their Twitter account because of the Portuguese fans. But anyway, back on topic, I went to dinner, came back about 7 p.m. Uh, Gold Coast time, which is where I am, and I saw Mark Cavendish put up an Instagram post, and this was classic. I mean, he put it up, and it's a pack of wolves, And so immediately we knew he was going to Quickstep and he'd signed there, which I I think I'm glad about. I'm actually happy about it because if he'd gone to Ineos, I don't think it would have worked out, as in it wouldn't have given him a great chance of getting a win. If he'd gone to NTT where maybe maybe a smaller team would have paid him a little bit more. I assume he's on virtually nothing, minimum wage, maybe even riding for free. Uh, at Quickstep. Um, I don't think for free. I think, you know, he's got enough social media clout, et cetera, that he is worth a little bit. But I thought maybe a smaller team would sign him because of that. And But that would suck because he really wouldn't get the chance to get any result at all. Um, but he's gone to Quickstep. And if there's one team, and it's a one-year deal, I understand. If there is one team where you can resurrect a career and get a W, it is to Quick Quickstep. I mean... Philip Gilbert, we've just seen this. We've just seen this play out. Phil Gill, compare his BMC results. Sorry, go and look at his results before he joined BMC. Go to look at his BMC results, which are okay, and then go and look at his De Kernick results. And then this year, I said it before this year, he wasn't going to do well. He looked a completely different rider this year compared to the quick step. And he was 37 when he won Paris-Roubaix. So I, Still don't think that's going to help Cavendish too much, Benji. But do you think, I don't think a Grand Tour stage win is possible. Um, Do you agree with that? Or do you think there is some sort of possibility?
2: I agree. And you also kind of have to look at the results he's done over the last three years. You've got the Saudi Tour last year where he was a lead out. Next to that, basically nothing in, in previous year, in the last like 2020 at least. 2019 nothing major really as well i think 2018 dubai tour was his last victory the fan stage ahead of i think kittel if my memory serves me right so that's already like three years ago so it is definitely going to be a goal to get at least one w in 2021 but i think it's going to be tough regarding grand tours because of the team surrounding him this is a a triple a team and they've got options for every grand tour and It's not like a place and a ground tour will open up just magically for Cavendish. Same thing with what he did in 2020. He was in the breakaway a lot in these cobble races. But despite that, I've got the feeling that he might not even have a chance to being in a cobble team because they've got so many options. And if they have so many options, why would you pick Cavendish over the likes of, uh, well, obviously it's not going to be replacing Osgren or the likes of a Tim de Clercq or something, but perhaps a Kaiser. but I don't think so because he's road captain. So, yeah, it's really intriguing to figure out where he can be placed, and I wouldn't have a clue, genuinely. BTEC races, that's what I keep reminding myself of.
1: Well, he he hasn't won in Europe in four years, so that's a long time to go, from 31 years old, he's now 35. Sprinters do not win in Europe after, or do not win Grand Tour stages, sorry, After 35, Greipel did, but Greipel is the anomaly, and he's a freak in his own right. Greipel has kept winning in Europe at 36, 37, and now he's 38, and obviously that was the big drop-off this year. And, yeah, Cavendish won once in 2018 in a pre-season at Dubai, won then once in 2017, same race, I think. And, yeah, then 2016, he... Did really well. In 2016, he was still arguably the best sprinter in the world side by side with Kittle. He won four Tour de France stages in 2016 and I think came second in the World Championships road race. So it doesn't sound that long ago, but it is. Like four years is a long time in cycling, particularly when it's not like he's going from 22 years old to 26 to go from 31 to 35. And, yeah, you're right, Benji. What races will he go to? I mean, let's... Let's maybe look at Quickstep's roster to see. I mean, obviously, Sam Bennett. People say the best sprinter in the world. I would say definitely a top three sprinter <laughs> in the world. Top sprinter, no, but top top sprinter. Um, he's won on both Bora and Quickstep. He's obviously the big dog, and he should be going to. Well, Evan Apollo's is going to go zero, right? So that means that Quickstep will go to the Tour for, yes. So Quickstep going to the Tour for stage wins which means they'll go with Alphilippe, obviously. And I think they'll take Bennett as well. You have to take Bennett. So there, obviously, Cavendish, I don't even think, will get picked for the tour. Alvaro Hodge, or Hodge rather is how he likes to be pronounced, he was supposed to be the next up-and-coming sprinter. He signed next year. I mean, I've been very critical of him this year. I thought he's underperformed a lot. Um Alvaro Hodge, but they don't have that many sprinters on the, the team, Benji, because Jakobsen's obviously had that horrific injury. So without Jakobsen, I think that's why they've picked up Cavendish. is a top dog, but do they take him to the Giro? Uh, I don't think so because, again, you want even a to have the fully, fully, you know, like have honoree. Uh, Kaiser, Knox, etc., all around him. So, is it just B, like the B grade Europe Tour Belgian races that they'll send Cavendish to? Uh, like that's the only ones they'll send him, right? Like not even Kern, Russell, Kerner, but like what's what's some other races? Throw some other names out that he might we might see him at.
2: Honestly, it's a difficult proposition. I don't think that replacing Jakobsen with Cavendish is a an active thing. I don't think you think that either. I don't think anybody thinks that Jakobsen was at the top of the crop last year, uh, well, this year, before the accident happened. And Mark Cavendish, well, he is nowhere near. So if we have to send him to a few races, it most likely won't be a Grand Tour, I'd say. I don't see an option in that, perhaps as a send-off, but why would a team like the Koenig get him a one-year contract and then give him a a free Grand Tour spot as a send-off? I don't see it happening. So when it comes to quality, he has to prove himself in the preparation races before anything of that measure can happen. And looking at their team, we say it. Bennett, indeed, main sprinter at their team. Hotch, not at the level he's supposed to be. Perhaps next year he can come back to that, but it's looking very grim for him. The likes of Van Lerberg is a lead out. We've got, uh, well, Jakobsen coming back on his bike. We'll see where he can fit in. I don't know how Jakobsen is going to be after the accident. Let's hope as good as possible. And the rest, He was pretty decent at the Giro regarding sprints. He's going to be up there. I think these are all options that are currently better than... Yeah, Spanish, Ballerini. Max he's quality.
1: I think me and you, I'm yeah. high on Ballerini. Yeah. I think he's really good. Um, And Definitely. I think they should take him to the Giro and use him like Ineos used Ben Swift because he can climb okay.
2: Yeah, I think so as well. Um, On the rest of the team, yeah, there's no clear all-out sprinters anymore. But you've got riders like Istimlu who can ride a sprint and perhaps would be leaning more towards a potential sprinter in the future but even though he seems to have similar qualities for the cobble season so it's curious he's got an option but why would you send Cavendish to a grand tour if you send Bennett for example to the tour if you send the likes of Ballerini to the Giro let's say Hutch is pretty crap again next year then you've got the Vuelta but why would you just not send Bennett again like this year that's that's what exactly. I have on my mind. And I don't see an option of Cavendish getting into a Grand Tour team next year. And the races that he could end up in would be Tech races. And those Tech races, I don't know, holland in Hoiheim, something like that?
1: Oh, like, here's three. Here's something three. Like that. Brussels Cycling Classic. uh Is that how you pronounce it? Uh Goiksepeil. Goiksepeil. Driven Tour of Asia. How do you say it? Um, so, those three, I think they're all within a month of each other. I'd expect to see him at them maybe like Britannia Classic, etc. Maybe Gern, Russell Gern. Driedachs, broke De Pan. I don't know. He seemed okay actually in some like crosswindy stages this year. That's where he impressed me the most. He, he just he cannot do hills anymore, yep. he cannot do a hill. But I think he still is okay in the crosswinds. I think he's, he's still quite – he's he's just like Bonan, right? Like, he think about how many times this guy's won in the Middle East. If you win that much in the Middle East, you know how to ride in the wind. So I think the races like that, he could be okay. Bing Bang oh, – like the uh, Bing Bang Tour, maybe, if Bennett's not able to go because of conflicting schedule. But – Maybe he's not maybe we're looking at this the wrong way, Benji. Maybe Quickstep haven't signed him to I guess be competitive. We're picking out races where we think Cavendish might actually be able to snag a top 10, et cetera. Is there another reason why you think they've signed him? It's, I didn't think Lefebvre was the sentimental type. I think he's the guy that wants to get something out of everyone or something you know nothing's for free with him is it just for marketing um cuz i don't just see him trying to do Cavendish a favor you know, uh, by signing
2: yeah i don't think i don't think so either i think that they have a clear plan with him the favorite doesn't do charity he he said that quite a few times before um he can be an option to help out the team on plenty of occasions i think but i just don't know where Cavendish looks like the kind of rider that is willing to offer himself up as a domestique in this year. I feel like he's definitely going to do that whenever it's possible to perhaps have in return one opportunity or two opportunities for himself in the season. He had that at Bahrain in Saudi Tour like I said with Bauhaus where he was the lead out for Bauhaus. He did a pretty good job on two or one stage there. You made a video of it if I recall correctly, the highest paid he, he, lead he, he out. He did
1: the world. he did and he didn't. Like he did except through no fault of his own, he's just not designed to be a lead-out man. Like yep. lead-out men, perfect leader up men are like Steimler, Stiebaz, big guy too, and then obviously Mertku, Roger Kluger, et cetera. There are not many lead-out men apart from I don't know how tall Racheza is, but most of them are big dudes <laughs> and Cavendish is small. He was always quick because he was very aero and he had elite five-second power. That's not the power profile or the size you want typically of a leadout man. So, you know, if you if you think about like Alvaro Hodge, if if he was sitting on Cavendish, he wouldn't be getting a fantastic draft. Couple that with the fact that we noticed a lot, Benji, he got into kind of good positions. I can't remember whether it was Shelter Race or a different race, he would actually be up there. And I remember because the commentators would always be like Cavendish, Cavendish. They'd be screaming like in the last K that you know Cavendish is in great position and then maybe his legs went or something or maybe when it started to get hairy, I remember Buani giving him, I think, a bit of a check and Cavendish didn't want a bar of it. So, yeah, that's not helping either. Um, So I actually think his best chance is to go into breakaways in these sort of one-day smaller Belgian races. I think he can actually be be fine. If he gets some good training, good off season, he's over this sickness, his head's right, I think he'd be fine. And I think he could surprise some people, uh, to be honest, and surprise even me in that respect. Bunch sprints against even like against even like buani and um Cockard, against the Pro Conti guys, yep. I don't he's not up there either. And um Seneschal and Stibar and and Coa and Ballerini are quicker than him on this team too. So yeah, that's the, the beauty and the curse, the blessing and the curse of the Wolfpack. You gotta for these one day races, you're always gonna have the opportunity to win if you're the strongest, but you're also on a team with those five other guys who are strong enough to win on their day too. Um so yeah, that's why it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, but are you surprised that this has happened? I actually kind of caught me off guard because I thought Lefebvre was just was not really going to do this.
2: I don't know. A month ago, we had some rumors about it and I was hyped about it because like I felt that at Bahrain, he didn't get the send-off he would need as a rider with so much honest palm rest, so much history and the fact that he's able to perhaps end his career in a more beautiful manner at the Koenig is so much better for me. I... I like that. I genuinely like that. And I don't think Lefebvre is a sentimental side, but I do think that if it was anybody else, he wouldn't have done it. And that kinda counters each other, but I think Lefebvre still ha- is of the opinion that Cavendish can offer him something, and he will have a contract according to that. I don't think he's going to be overpaid at the quining for sure. perhaps in the form of bonuses, potential bonuses, clauses in the contract that if he wins something like that, then he can get so much more, stuff like that. But I think the contract is going to be pretty basic that he's on, despite the fact that I think he's still very valuable when it comes to marketing, like you said at the side. But, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, we're doing a podcast. We're doing an emergency podcast on his signing. He's still a big name. And (laughs) also it adds some interest to the Koenig outside of their – demographic like sorry outside of their country it's not like they're signing another belgian rider they now get the uk interest in cavendish um they already know him he's signed with them before and won many races with them before and i think you're right it's all if he's he's on a low base it's all or low risk and all reward because if he does win any race if he crosses any race for the line first in any race doesn't matter what level the media will go nuts and they'll get a good return from that quick step. So it'll be worth it if he if he does that. Um and also maybe they want to get him in just to have a better, you know, more guys to talk to Ballerini, talk to Hodge. I think he's got stuff to offer in that respect. And I really I agree with what yep, you're saying absolutely. that I think it would have been uh, a complete shame if he had just had to exit the sport after this year. He's won thirty. Thirty Tour de France stages, fifteen New Giro stages, Milano San Remo, three Vuelta stages, one hundred and forty-six wins, like an obscene palmares, and Crazy. he should be able to leave the sport not on his own terms, but with like he should know Benji, like, if if it's not going well in February and March, he should announce his retirement by the end of twenty twenty-one, so that he can have a big send off. So that he can go to races and they can make a big fuss him. Like Kobe Bryant announced he was retirement, yep. and it was it was you know great for him. He got every city he went to. There was like a big fanfare, etc. Hopefully, you know that's why I think Cavendish should do because if he keeps trying and it's not working out, and he doesn't announce his retirement, he's going to have this stressful scenario once again next year um and then he might not get a team and then he might have to be like am i really going to go and ride at pro conti level at 36 37 years old or conti level like
0: yeah, yeah. I, I
1: don't so i think i hope he does is smart about it etc and you know he's got options too you're mark cavanish you've got options after you know hanging up the pedal How, what, what do they say in cycling is there a belgian phrase is there no. a flemish mm-hmm. phrase benji do you say hang up your cleats what do you say hang up the bike
2: Hanging up the mic, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought you'd have some sort of <laughs> special phrase that like, Belgians have because it's like you have I'm 10 I'm afraid words we're not that,
2: that overly <laughs> cultured.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, my <laughs> mistake. <laughs> no. That was all we had to say about Mark Cavendish and his signing with De Quickstep. Both pretty pleased to see it. I think we're both uh, a little bit sceptical about what he might do next year. That being said, we are excited that he know, has got a new team and think he has stuff to offer off the bike as well for Quick-Step. But, yeah, let us know your comments down below. Do you think Cavendish is going to start cleaning up Tour de France stages for Quick-Step next year or Giro stages? We'd love to hear that take. I want a hot take like that in the comments. And if he does, then that proves forevermore that the Quick-Step effect is alive and well. And you all can stop criticizing me for, for bringing it up all the time. Um, but yeah, anything else? Any other news, Benji, that's going on? Any other things you had in your mind that you want to tell people? I can't remember if there's been any other big news lately in the cycling world.
2: Not really, but perhaps a bit of an announcement. Last time we um, did our cycling awards, we forgot the time trial aspect like generally <laughs> forgot i think yeah, yeah so uh we're gonna do a we're gonna do a separate pod with time trial stuff comparing different types of time trialists, and prologue and so forth so should be interesting and that's probably gonna be the next podcast but i'm not overly sure considering we've got a pretty long short list so i guess you'll find out very soon we're
1: gonna get so much hate for uh our- for our takes, I reckon. So that'll be You're good. You're
2: going to get so much hate for your takes.
1: Oh, okay. I will bundle you in with my takes. <laughs> Other news I just remembered is Team Sunweb have become Team DSM or something. I don't know what DSM True. is, but Sunweb is like a travel company. So obviously they have stepped down from title sponsorship at Sunweb. Yeah. So because of COVID, which is a shame, but I think they might still be supporting the team in some capacity or maybe not. Um, but yeah, now it's Team DSM. They brought out their new kit, which is like a fusion of Israel Startup Nations and old Team Skies, but not that good. I kind of, I don't really like it too much, Uh, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. A black kit with blue stripes. Prefer their older ones, to be honest. And um, yeah, I mean, we've seen what that guy on Instagram can do, style, Twitter, style design or whatever it is. You can do some pretty cool stuff with kits and they don't have to look that boring. But yeah. yeah, he or she, yeah, it's a shame, because they'll have he or she, Cranderson and co <laughs> hopefully winning races, and they'll be in that kit. Uh, but maybe there aren't <laughs> actually that many other teams. Are there any other teams that wear black kits?
2: Well, partially Ineos, if you kind of look from far away. Yeah, But true. outside of that, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember too many black kits, to be honest. Um,
1: I mean, that's the point. They're not that memorable. <laughs> is the thing and they're not great that's in the true. heater either. Um yeah. it kind of looks like Israel's Startup Nation's away strip, but maybe they'll revise it. I think other teams <laughs> have put out kits before, got badly criticized in like the off season and tweaked it. Yep. Pretty sure that's happened before. Maybe that'll happen next time. Um, but who knows. But that's all from us today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we uh enjoy the video edition. Yep. Let us know if you do, it's a little bit more editing work. So let us know in the YouTube comments if you enjoyed it. And for all the podcast listeners, we appreciate your support. You might have seen Benji and I on Twitter put out some metrics, et cetera, about how the pod has gone and it's done, gone really, really well. And, uh, yeah, we're looking for – we're going for a, a full-year sponsorship deal, hopefully, for next year. So we will announce that when it is all sorted. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's only because you guys support us so much and girls – that, uh, that is possible and we can keep the pod going and it's worthwhile for us. But that's all. Hope you're well. Ciao.